Stop wasting time searching for deals on the guns and gear you want. Let Gundelio do the work for you. Download Gundelio for free, enable notifications, and start saving. You'll find hot deals, exclusive offers, and more. Trigger the deals. Gundelio. It's time for Gun Talk. I'm Tom Gresham. Glad that you could be with us. This is very simple. We're going to be talking about guns and shooting and irresponsible use of firearms for a while. You can join us. The number is 866-TALK-GUN or TOM-TALK-GUN. And yes, we're going to be talking about everything from clay targets to hunting to how to store guns safely. Or if you're watching the news and feeling nervous about everything that's going on out there and you're thinking maybe we ought to buy a gun or maybe you're one of the ones... And God, it's been a lot of people. Eight, eight plus million people have bought guns in the last six months. If you're one of those and you're new to guns, I can help you out. Give me a call. We'll kind of talk through the process. Again, 866-TALK-GUNS. Or TALK-GUN, make it singular. 866-TALK-GUN. One of the organizations that I am very proud to be associated with is the National Shooting Sports Foundation. Uh, the number of programs it has going are almost impossible to keep up with everything from uh, giving away 38 million free gun locks, having Project Child Safe. Uh, it goes on and on and on, helping firearms dealers with their programs to make sure they don't sell a gun to somebody who's not allowed to have a gun, the Don't Lie for the Other Guy program. And also, for those who are firearms dealers, FFL holders, information about like the new 4473. Honestly, if you're in the gun business, you need to be a member of NSSF. And that means uh, gun stores and shooting ranges as well. But one of the things that they do, it's, I thought was brilliant when they started it many years ago, was the First Shots program. And now we have a new angle on that, a, a new outlet, if you will. Joining me to talk about that, Zach Snow from the National Shooting Sports Foundation. Zach, Welcome. Hey, Tom. How you doing? Well, I am well. Tell me about this new uh, wrinkle on the First Shots program. Yeah, sure. Well, thanks for having me. And, uh, yeah, so we've rolled out a new segment, or I should say a newly revamped segment of First Shots, uh, our First Shots Clay Targets program. Okay. And uh, with First Shots Clay Targets, uh, what we're doing is we really have kind of created a, a general outline to help ranges and instructors uh, really welcome new people, new new shotgun owners into the fold of getting them started in clay target shooting and uh, really presenting them with that fun, enjoyable recreational opportunity that clay target sh- shooting brings to, to all gun owners, uh, whether, you know, if they're currently involved in that rifle and pistol space and looking mm-hmm. to get a taste of what clay target shooting is all about, first shots, clay targets is a great starting point. And for those who uh, so don't know, the, the, the First Shots program is all about introducing people to the shooting sports. You know, let's go out and try and have it for shooting rifles, shooting handguns, and now obviously clay target shooting with shotguns. It's let's do this in a safe, organized way where it's not going to be intimidating. You're going to learn a lot and you're going to have fun. That's kind of the, the basis of the whole thing. Exactly. Yep. It's, uh, you know, really geared towards welcoming new people that are looking for a fun, safe, enjoyable experience, introduction into target shooting overall, whether it's with a rifle, handgun, or shotgun. And uh, now with the new Clay Targets program, uh, we're looking to engage more outdoor ranges, specifically those that are in that Clay Target space, to present a new, 
fun, enjoyable introduction to clay target shooting to, to get more people fully involved and get them started in their shooting sports journey. And you're working with the Scholastic uh, Clay Target Program and the Scholastic Action Shooting Program on this as well, right? Yeah, just recently actually uh, speaking with Ben and Tom Wandrash from the Scholastic Shooting Sports Foundation. Uh, we're looking to partner with them and, and engage their coaches and clubs to use this program as a way to welcome new young people into the teams uh, and to just do more outreach within their communities. If someone has a, a shooting range, someplace where they're offering clay target shooting, how, well, first of all, is there a way to get involved uh, and how would they do that? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, you know, any range that's looking to do more or even instructor for that matter that's looking to do more to welcome new people into target shooting, whether it's with rifle, shotgun, or handgun. Uh, you can sign on, become a part of the program, become a host range. Um, you go to nssf.org slash ranges and then select our first shot segment of the page. Uh, we have a learn more button and or you can schedule events and we'll get you started. And as a host venue, uh, we provide all the support materials from the handbooks, safety brochures, uh, clay targets and ammunitions are provided in another support vehicle that I can fill you wow. in more in detail. Uh, you know, for those that are looking to get started, uh, you feel free to just go to nssf.org slash ranges and select that first shots button, and uh, we can go from there on getting you started. It's pretty turnkey, isn't it? Yeah, for the most part. You know, it's really what we try to do with first shots as a whole is make a program in a box uh, hmm. for ranges and people that are looking to welcome all these new gun owners into the shooting range and shooting sports communities in a safe, fun, enjoyable manner. And, we and I think that's the opportunity that we have right now is that let's, let's yeah. turn that fear into fun and show them just what owning a firearm is truly all about with all the opportunities that are available with it. You know, you also have a lot of people who own a gun, maybe a shotgun, and they think, I don't really I haven't shot it much. I really don't know what to do with it. I would think they would be prime candidates to go out and get a little introduction into what you can do with this shotgun, and let's show you where where the fun is. Definitely, definitely. And that's something that we see a lot of our host ranges encounter through their surveys, uh, to where they see a lot of people that are, it's a reintroduction. Uh, we right. know there's a lot of people out there that have lapsed in their participation or just never really got fully involved in it because of other things in life that consume their time. Um, and it's a great kind of refresher and kickstarter into getting more active again. Exactly. Sometimes life gets in the way of having fun sometimes. We have to reestablish it and reacquire it. Definitely. I think now more than ever, we've all kind of are looking at things a little differently and getting outside, meeting new people is something that when the opportunity presents itself, we should all take advantage of it. And it's yeah. something that we can all experience at the range for sure. It's an obvious thing that we may not have mentioned. Yes, clay target shooting is done outside. For those who haven't uh, seen that, there is. <laughs> I do know of one indoor clay target range it's somewhere in Europe, and the place is huge. But for the rest of us, uh, we go outside to shoot clay targets. So, yeah, it's a great chance to get outdoors. You want to give out that website one more time for a sec? So, uh, nssf.org/ranges is where you're going to start, and then you're going to click on the first shots button. Rather than me spelling out the long-winded. Right. Uh, website domain. I figured that's going to go. be the fastest route to steer people to our first shots page. There you um, go. You could also just so. 
Yeah, and, and, and just another one of the many programs from the National Shooting Sports Foundation. It is the Firearms Industry Trade Association. Zach, thank you so much. Thank you, Tom. Have a great Independence Day weekend. All righty, you too. Take care. All right, 866-TALK-GUN, or just call me at Tom Talk Gun. We're open lines. Did you do any shooting, or are you doing any shooting over this Independence Day weekend? What a great way to celebrate this country. And for those who haven't figured it out yet and don't know the history, we started this whole country because the British said, we're going to come take your guns and your ammunition. We said, uh, no, don't think so. 866-TALK-GUN. You can't shoot at what you can't positively ID as a threat. Count on Surefire's combat-proven illumination tools to defend you and your loved ones when it matters most. Designed, engineered, and precision machined for the ultimate in performance and reliability for more than 40 years. From the front lines to your front door, Surefire delivers the finest and most innovative tactical lighting solutions on the planet. Go with the proven performer. Go Surefire. This land, once wild and free, fades now from our memory. But I remember what it was like, what we were like, what we are capable of when we band together. Perhaps more than any other landscape, wetlands embody the life-giving abundance that nature has to offer. And perhaps more than any other organization, Ducks Unlimited is working to ensure that our continent's wetlands not only survive, but thrive for generations well beyond this one. These natural wonders are where waterfowl begin their cycle of life, where the deer and the antelope play, and where we, the people, gather together to see and share what makes the outdoors so great. The time is now to band together with organizations like Ducks Unlimited. The time is now to rescue our wetlands. Built to perform in the harshest conditions, the Ruger American Pistol can take it all, from ice to dust and everything in between. The Ruger American Pistol features a short take-up trigger, no-back sights, and a recoil-reducing barrel cam with low-mass slide for reduced felt recoil, plus a modular grip system with three sizes to fit almost any hand. Check it out at Ruger.com. The Ruger American Pistol, because anything else would be un-American. talking about self-defense protecting yourself in your vehicle if you've never taken a vehicle defensive class i think you would find it interesting we spend look we spend a lot of our time in our cars in our trucks do you know how to defend yourself when you're in your car or your truck do you know which parts of it are cover and which parts are concealment. Do you know the difference? Have you ever shot through a windshield? Hmm. From the inside or from the outside? Hmm. I have. It's, it's, it's eye-opening. It's interesting. We were talking about that last week, and I, I got this email from David. He says, I had not thought I would ever need to shoot through a windshield. Yeah, I, I get that. I understand. He says, 
I know the FBI protocols address it, but I thought it was a test, not necessarily for concealed carry. Last week's show changed my mind. Your show indicated that a windshield would not impact the trajectory of a bullet to a target at the front of your vehicle. Well, maybe. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, (laughs) His question is this. He says, how does the everyday person who's carrying know what ammo to get? What should you look for for your handguns? We're talking handguns here. First of all, let's talk about why would you need to shoot through the windshield if you're inside your car? It would be an extremely rare and unusual thing, okay? But if there are people trying to break into your car to break out your windshield, people who are determined to hurt you or to kill you, and you think you can articulate that in a way that you can convince 12 people that they would have done the same thing, which is a different matter altogether, because trust me, they will not be a jury of your peers. I've seen it in action. The prosecutor will not allow any NRA members on the jury. They will not allow any IDPA or IPSC shooters on the jury. They probably won't allow anybody who's been through a real gun training class on the jury. They will be people who don't know what you know. So are you going to be able to articulate to them to say why you felt compelled? That's just another thing to think about. But let's talk about shooting through the windshield. You, It may or may not affect the trajectory of the bullet. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. But if person, the threat is up close, you're probably okay. You may remember that way back in the infamous FBI shootout in Miami, the tactics and the ammo that the FBI used did not work well. As a result, the FBI came up with new protocol to develop good ammunition for handguns for agents. And so now we have the FBI protocol, and part of that is shooting through barriers. Part of that is shooting through windshields. Windshields are very hard on bullets. Not all carry ammo will pass the FBI protocol. If it's important to you, if this is something you think you want to have, when you are shopping for ammo, look to see if this ammo has passed the FBI protocol. And look, there's some good ammo out there that hasn't. But you might want to look. I mean, case in point, I am told, I haven't verified this with Hornady, but I believe Hornady has the critical defense and the critical duty lines of ammo. The critical defense ammo is very good, but has not gone through the FBI's protocol, whereas the critical duty line has and has passed it. Just something for you to be aware of, to think of. If you find yourself thinking, what would I do if... You need to know the answers. You need to get some training. First of all, you need to get really good handgun training, really good defensive gun training. And then I would suggest taking a vehicle defensive class and take it with your spouse, the person you're with. Because trust me, in all things, if you both have training, it's not like being twice as good. It's like being five times as good as far as what you can do. Now, let's go talk to Holly on Lion 3 out of Wisconsin. Holly's got a range report for us. What'd you do, Holly? Hi, how are you? Um, I just wanted to call in and say we had three generations of family members um, all get together from out of state, and we built our own ARs. What? You had an AR building party? (laughs) We sure did. (laughs) (laughs) How did this come about? Whose idea was it? 
Mine. <laughs> no. Personally, Dad, but I egged them on, and we got it together. <laughs> what, did you already own an AR? No, <laughs> we did not. I, well, I didn't. Dad had his own, but um, my husband and I didn't have one, and we just wanted to build our first one on our so, own. <laughs> so how did it, how did this, this party go? I mean, I love the idea of an AR building party. How did it go? <laughs> it went really well. Um, we got... Um, our uppers were palmettos, um, lowers, we ordered some Anderson lowers. Um, we got our own jigs, um, as well from Joggernaut, um, so we could mill it out and it went really smooth. We put them together and assembled them and they fired like a dream. <laughs> so who was the expert teaching you how to do this? Uh, dad, he helped us out a lot. <laughs> now, did you also use like, uh, YouTube videos or anything like that? Um, we did. Um, I can't remember. My husband, he was watching videos. I can't remember the gentleman's name, but yeah, we did use some YouTube videos as well. <laughs> yeah, and there are a lot of good ones on YouTube. It really helps. Yeah. So, okay, so oh, yeah. you got together as a family, you built ARs, and then you went out and shot them. So talk to me about shooting it. It, well, it was a lot more accurate than I thought it was going to be by the first few shots. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yep. We uh, I didn't have any red dots. It was just the flip sights that we have right now. Right. Um, we'll be ordering red dots eventually, sooner or later. Um, but the, they were really accurate, pretty almost right away. <laughs> All right, I have to so, ask one one other question. I just got to ask you. Why? Yeah. Why do you? Why did you want ARs? Well, it was something I had fired my dad before, and I just fell in love with it. It was. It's really easy to handle. I'm a smaller person <laughs> so it's just it's very easy for me to handle i'm a lot more accurate with it so i just and they're fun to shoot so <laughs> they they are fun to shoot they're light they don't recoil and with adjustable stock they can fit people of different bills they, they kind of are the everything rifle aren't they they are they are i love that they're personal that you're able to personalize them and they can just they just fit right to you Holly, I think you may have just started something, but you didn't know it. I, I just am all over the idea of having AR building parties. All you need is one person <laughs> who knows what they're doing. Everybody else gets the parts kits and just starts putting them together. Yep, that's pretty much what we did. Everyone just contributed a little bit of everything and just got together and got to it. How long did it take to build uh, You know, the first AR? Uh, the first one, it, that one took us quite a while. We were trying to figure everything out, but probably in... I'd say about three, three or four hours. Okay, after that, so it went real fast. After that, <laughs> <laughs> that is terrific. Well, congratulations! What a now? Did you do this over the Fourth of July weekend? Yeah, yesterday. <laughs> well, Happy Independence Day! What a great activity! <laughs> I, I just love this, Holly. Thank you so much for sharing this story. Yeah, absolutely. All right, you take care. Let's see. Uh, line four. Dan's with us in Front Laurel, Virginia. Dan, I got a minute Hello. or so for you. What you got? Well, I have a frustrating problem with what I have. Um, I took my wife uh, shooting yesterday, and mm -hmm. uh, we used uh, my daughter's uh, gun. It's a Ruger SR9C. Mm -hmm. um, it shoots to the right. <laughs> okay. Okay. I I know how to. Clamp the gun in a, in a, uh, a vice and okay. tap it with a punch and move the rear sight over. Okay. Um, did that. Tried it out again. I overshot. Ah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You go. Oh, too much. Got to go back the other. Way. And now you're going. I don't know how much to go one way or the other. 
Yeah, and I'm going back and forth to the range. It's it's okay. just ridiculous. Here, here's is what you there need. a tool yes. that would let me do it at the range? Yes, there is. You need a sight pusher, a rear sight pusher. It is okay. the cool, once you get it, you're going. It's a forehead slapper. You're going. Oh, that's brilliant. Uh, you can get a, a rear sight pusher at Brownells. They have the source for all sorts of gunsmith supplies. Brownells.com. Um, you take it to the range. You give it. It's just like a screw adjustment. Just a little bit of a. Oops. Okay. And then we'll try that. And you know, not enough. And then you go just a little bit more. Oh, okay, that's enough. Or go back the other way. And you can just slide that dovetail slide a sight back and forth. And you know, I'm, I'm just going to tell everybody else. Move the rear sight in the direction you want the bullet impact to go. So if it is shooting to the right, you move the rear sight to the left, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. All right. Just I, I know okay. you know that, but I was just going to share that with everybody. Otherwise, they're going, it keeps moving the wrong direction. Well, push it the other way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I by the way, completely. my wife yes, shot very well. Nice, oh. tight groups. <laughs> That's terrific. Uh, well, I will tell you that is a an underappreciated pistol. I think. Don't you like that gun? Mm-hmm. I love it. I have one myself. Ah, you know, it's thin. It's like an inch, an inch or maybe less than an inch thick. Uh, and just, I mean, Ruger just makes nice stuff. But yeah, look at the Brownells. Uh, do a little search for rear sight pusher. Once you get it, now you've got it forever, and you can use it on various guns and everything. It's just one of those tools that once you get it, you may say, oh, I don't know if I want to spend that much. Trust me on this. Just buy it. Now it's like there's no adjustment too small to make because it just makes it easy to to move your sights. Dan, I appreciate your call. And, uh, hey, finally a question I knew the answer to. That's cool. Yeah, check it out, brownells.com, B-R-O-W-N-E-L-L-S. It really is where you go for all your, not only your gunsmithing stuff, but they have ammo. Well, what ammo is available these days? What are you finding? Or what are you not finding when you go to the stores? I saw some pictures of absolutely empty shelves. It's crazy town out there. 866-TALK-GUN. All right, let's talk about guns because this is gun talk after all 866 talk gun if uh if you haven't done it check out our website where we sell cool stuff shopguntalk.com we have hats we have great dvds concealed carry dvds pistol stuff uh, just all kind of interesting things sometimes we got quirky things that uh, you definitely are not going to find anywhere else because we created them shopguntalk.com and don't forget that guns and gear our television series it is 12th season has just started again on Sportsman Channels. So check that out. You can go to guntalk.com to figure out where and when to see that. All right, 866-TALK-GUN gets you in here. Jim is called in from Castroville, Texas on 2. Hey, Jim, what you looking for? Well, uh, Tom, I had a question on need to, a different uh, grip for my Smith & Wesson Model 629 and 44 Magnum Mountain Gun. Okay. What's going on? Well, it has the, it came with original Packmar grips and what have you. Mm-hmm. And they're a little brutal on my hand. You know, you fire six full house loads and the whoever your hand just hurts, okay? Hmm. 
Okay. Uh, I, I mean, obviously, six full house loads of 44 Magnum is a lot to take anyway. Uh, but yes, yeah, so the different shaped grips can really make a difference. It is, and it's really getting you in the web of your hand. That's where it's, it's hurting you. That's right. You know, because those Packmar grips are very narrow. Right. I was just wondering if, if it was better to go to a, a bigger grip for that. See what how your big, recommendation was. How, how big a hand do you have? A relatively good size hand. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's two companies I would have you take a look at. Uh, Hogue, H-O-G-U-E, Hogue Grips. Uh, let me see, make sure I get the right. Hogueinc.com. They have all sorts of different uh, grips available. And then there's a really interesting company, Altamont. And I think you might actually find what you're looking for there. It's A-L-T-A-M-O-N-T with all sorts of handgun grips for you there as well. Okay. There's also, I'm pulling this from way, the Wayback Machine, the um, Bill Jordan grips. If you could find a set of Jordan grips for your revolver, if you've got, he had really big hands, Bill did. Uh, mm -hmm. Border Patrolman, Exhibition Shooter, all the rest of it. Uh, but it really helps with recoil management with taming the recoil. So you might do a little searching for uh, the Bill Jordan grips, but I would say look at Altamont and look at Hogue, A-L-T-A-M-O-N-T, uh, and see if you can find what you're looking for there. Okay. Okay. Good deal. Well, very good. Well, well the other thing, too, I was going to mention to you that I did have a chance to shoot that new Python, and it shoots like a dream. It's really uh, – now, now, let me ask you, because I know people kind of like roll their eyes at me, because I've told several people, and I, I've had the old Python. I said, I think the new one is at least as good and maybe better. What do you think? I think – well, it's hard to compare. I've, I've only shot the old one once, and that's been several years ago. Right. But this one still has a smooth trigger, uh, you know. It groups groups them at 25 yards unreal. It seems to like the 158 grain better than the 125. Okay. Um, well, and, the nice uh, part of it is it's much stronger than the old Python. Much, much stronger. Better materials, better design. Uh, you can shoot 10,000 rounds out of this one, and the old Python would not, absolutely would not handle 10,000 rounds of full house 357. Well, good. So, well, okay. Good. Appreciate the range report on that one, too. Thank you, Jim. I'm going to keep running down. Let's see. Ben is in Hayes, Kansas on one. Hey, Ben, what you looking for? My my question is, Tom, is a 6.5 Creedmoor caliber, is that a good caliber for an elk rifle? Only if you want to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I need to know, then. Yeah, uh, I was in uh, elk camp last year. Actually, deer slash elk camp. One of the guys shot a very nice bull elk with a 6.5 Creedmoor using the Barnes Bullet 127-grain LRX bullet. That's our all-copper bullet. 320, okay. 327 yards broke both shoulders. 327 yards and broke both shoulders. Yeah, so I don't know. That sounds pretty good to me. It does to me, too. <laughs> I just... I've got a buddy who has just got a 6.5 Creedmoor, and I'm tempted to buy my own and 
he said he was going to use it for an elk rifle, and I thought it wasn't. It was not enough gun, but it shoots really well. Well, here's the thing, and I, the, here's where you really get down to it. One, you got to use good bullets. You have to have bullets that will mm-hmm. penetrate, hold together, penetrate. So you need uh, controlled expansion bullets from some manufacturer. The other thing okay. is, and the reason it works so well, and here's the secret, is that you could go to a 300 Magnum or a 338 or something like that, which kicks more, which you're probably not going to shoot as well. Most people don't because of the recoil. Yeah. The 6.5 just mm-hmm. doesn't kick. So what you're, what happens with that is you end up hitting them in the right place. And as we know, if you hit them in the right place with a good bullet, you've got the elk. Yep. It's all about placement. It is all about placement. You know, and you can sight in. I mean, you can go practice with a lot of ammo, and obviously, you know, sight in with the, the loads that you're going to hunt with. But, you know, now, having said that, let me say this. Because a lot of people talk about, well, the 6.5s are great long-range cartridge. It is for targets, for paper targets. It does not, in my view, personal view, it does not have the energy necessary to anchor a big bull elk when you get out past five, six, seven hundred yards. And there are people going to say, well, I did it. I saw it done on YouTube. Yeah, 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 I know. But I always judge an elk cartridge with... Does it have what it needs to do with a slightly less than perfect shot? Because it's real world out there. Yeah. And, you know, at 300, inside of 400 yards, I think you're good. It, you're going to have the penetration you need. When you start getting out, and some of these guys are shooting six, 700 yards because they can do it on paper or steel or 1,000 yards on paper or steel because a 6.5 is great for that. It's a good, accurate target cartridge. But, man, you're giving up a lot of energy by the time you get out there. Mm-hmm. So j- just my take on it, you got to figure out you know, what works for you. But in terms of inside of four, 450 yards, I would have no problem whatsoever using the 6.5 Creedmoor as long as I could use good bullets. Okay. All right? Okay. Thank you. G- you bet. Good luck with the hunt. It's, um, it's a matter of putting it where it's supposed to go, okay? 866-TALK-TALK. Gun. If you have some experience with the 6.5 Creedmoor for hunting, help us out here. You know, Ben needs to hear from you as well. Also, we're pretty much open lines if you've been buying a gun or thinking about getting a gun for self-defense. We need to talk. Give me a holler. I'll talk you through the process. In 2020, Brownells continues its tribute to Eugene Stoner, the legendary designer of the AR-15, AR-180, and more. The What Would Stoner Do 2020 rifle answers the question of what Stoner would have done with modern lightweight materials. Inspired by another Stoner design, Brownells BRN-180 lower receivers help complete firearms optimized for folding stocks or pistol braces. Visit Brownells.com today and pay tribute to one of America's greatest firearm engineers. Attacks happen every day. How will you react? See real people put into real-life criminal attack situations on First Person Defender. Discover what works and what doesn't. Kidnapping, ATM robbery, home invasion, and other attacks. Learn how to save your life and the lives of your family. Get the entire first season on DVD at ShopGunTalk.com. Get prepared. ShopGunTalk.com. 
For more than 70 years, Timney Triggers has been enhancing the shooter's experience. Whether it's a local competition, a day at the range, or even the hunt of a lifetime, setting the standard in aftermarket triggers, Timney is now producing more than 170 models of triggers for bolt-action rifles, shotguns, AR rifles, and semi-automatic rifles. Proudly made in the USA since 1946. Find your new trigger at TimneyTriggers.com. A lot of things going on in the news. Man. Um, let's see. Attorney generals in 16 states now have embraced the idea of background checks on ammunition purchases. Back in April, a federal judge issued a stay on enforcement of California's law requiring a background check on ammunition purchases. Now, the Ninth Circuit came right around and quickly overruled the lower court, and the law remains in effect, but the case is going forward. This is Road versus Becerra is the case. The attorney generals of these states weighed in and said, yeah, we think uh, background checks on ammunition purchases are a good idea. So if you live in Illinois, Connecticut, Delaware, the District of Columbia, Hawaii, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, Virginia, or Washington State, you got to know that your attorney general has already told the legislature, yeah, if you'll pass California-style background checks on ammunition, I'll support you here. Note that there is no other state in the country other than California that requires a background check for ammunition sales. So that, that's just one of the many things going on, okay? Let's see, 2.2 um, million guns purchased last month. Record numbers. Numbers are up 100 and, almost 140% over last year. That's why you're not finding guns. If you're, if, and look, here's the thing. I've, I've talked to dealers who say, yeah, I had somebody come in. He liked the gun. He said, well, I'll come back in a couple of days and buy that. And the guy said, I'm telling you, man, you don't want to put this off. If you want the gun, buy it today. And he said, I think the guy thought I was trying to you know, just sell the gun and trying to push him, trying to hurry him along. Sure enough, he came back two days later. The gun was gone. If you find it in the store and you want it, do not hesitate, because if you put it down on the counter and the guy takes it and puts it back in the counter, the next person along is liable to buy it, okay? I mean, he's liable to just take it away from you. So you know, that's the reality here. And then we have this story coming out of California. The Los Angeles Sheriff, this is a great deal, so I'm, gonna, I'm going to increase the number of concealed carry permits by 400%. That sounds terrific. Terrific. Sheriff Alex Villanueva said he would assign additional staff to process gun carry permits in an effort to improve the sheriff's department's operations. That all sounds great, doesn't it? I'm going to increase the number of uh, permits by 400%. Except... When you then find out that he's an absolute gun control fanatic and gun banner, and how many permits have he has he issued? This is a 
you have to show good cause county, right? L.A. County. Not shall issue, but you have to show good cause why you need this. Nine people not in law enforcement have the permits. There are 10 million residents in this county. And only nine of them who are not involved in law enforcement have carry permits. Oh, whoop-dee-doo, we're going to have a 400% increase. Where are we going to have 32 people have carry permits out of 10 million? You'll pardon me while I kind of discount the whole posturing and trying to play to the gun-owning crowd. Let's see, line three, Dennis is with us out of Corpus Christi, Texas. Hey, Dennis, you're on Gun Talk. What's happening? Yes, sir. Uh, my wife's got a problem that uh, I'm sure a lot of elderly women do. Mm-hmm. She's 80 years old, and her hands are just distorted with arthritis. So I took her out to range. It's been a while since I took her out. And I bought her a little LC380 uh, uh, Ruger with a mm-hmm. laser on it. And then I've got an ECS uh, Ruger 9, and it's got a laser on it. And mm-hmm. I shoot at uh, paper pie plates, and I, I use this Gorilla tape, and I'll cut a square off about two inches by two inches. Okay. And that's generally what I, I shoot at. Well, she was shooting, and she was hitting every pie plate but the one she was aiming at. Uh-oh. And the laser is good, I mean. But... Uh, her hands are so in such shape. So I, I thought of this before. And uh, anyway, I've got a PMA, PM30 uh, Caltech 22 Magnum. Mm-hmm. So I let her shoot that, and she didn't do much better. But I had her lock her elbows into her ribs mm-hmm. and put that gun right in front of her and not put the gun out, you know, Lengthwise, like like sure. you normally shoot. Basically, and I almost had almost in there, almost shooting from the hip. What you're describing? Are you talking about shooting with the laser that way? No, this didn't have a laser on it. Okay, but she was just putting it out like you normally shoot a pistol. You know, right. you thrust it out and then hold it with the other hand. And like I say, she couldn't hit anything. Her hands are so. Okay, uh, and I'm almost out of time. This, this, so did this work? You putting her uh, elbows against worked. her ribs? She she nailed that two inch deal, and Jeez. she put about uh, twenty of them in the black two two inch tape, and and you could have covered the rest of them with a lemon. Holy cow! That is terrific using that Caltech PMR thirty. That is what you know. You just change things up. If something's not working, try something else. Great, great report, Dennis. Thank you for that range report. I appreciate that. Hey, Ross, don't go anywhere. We're going to uh, come to you when we come back. But we do have room if you'd like to join us. Open lines right now, 866-TALK-GUN. Have you bought a new gun? Are you thinking about it? (laughs) What are you looking at? Give us a call. So what have you been shooting? I uh, got to the range this week, shoot a little bit of 357 Magnum, 44 Special, some 9. Did not shoot the 40. We had a 40, but did not shoot that. Uh, I don't actually have a lot of 40 ammo where I am right now. 
hunker down in Idaho. But uh, got some on the way, I hope, maybe. Who knows? Man, I tell you, ammo, it's a tough deal. Hey, Ross has joined us uh, out of Mississippi, line two. Hey, Ross, uh, what's going on? How you doing, Tom? I'm great, sir. Well, you you talked last week. You had uh, you said you had a friend that had an AR-15 that he kept in his car, and then you made this incredible comment. You said, "Wouldn't an AR pistol be fun?" Well, the great enabler's voice stayed in my head for a solid week. And yesterday, I traveled to the gun store on the fourth, and I said, "Do you have anything in 300 blackout?" Yeah. And Tom, all they had was a Barrett Rec Seven. Oh, and you so poor thing! I had to have that thing and brought it home, and and uh, <laughs> could not be more pleased. But that little voice is what told me to go get it. <laughs> well, now, all right, talk to me about about your Barrett. First of all, we were talking a pistol, right? Uh, this is an AR pistol, right? It's the Barrett pistol. Okay, uh, and three hundred blackout. Three hundred blackout, and it's got the tail hook brace on it. Um, but it's, it is a beautiful, beautiful piece of work. And I have not, you, of course, I haven't shot it yet, but I can't well, that's wait. I was going to ask you. you have shot, so do you have some ammo, or can you get ammo for it? I was able to get one box. They had put some <laughs> away for anyone. This was the only 300 blackout they had in the store. Wow. Um, and so, sadly, I had to go ahead and get it. <laughs> you, baby, poor baby, you. So, wait, wait. When you say you got one box of ammo, are you talking one twenty-round box of ammo? One twenty-round box is all I could get. Yeah, they were totally out. They had put some back Whoa. for anyone who bought um, a weapon in three hundred blackout, and this was the only pistol they had left. That was wow. In yeah, I mean that's not even a magazine's worth. So you're. No. So all right. So now, what do you do? Um, beg, borrow, and steal ammo. <laughs> you know, and, uh, if you got some trading stock, if you got like some other kinds of ammo, for instance, if you had a pretty good supply of nine, you might find right. a buddy who had some three hundred blackout and do some kind of a swap. Well, I've got I've got several options as far as different people that I know um, that have contacts. So I'm going to start there tomorrow. I kind of took the day off and have just been looking at this thing and playing with it and, and just it's just an amazing amazing weapon well and they make really good good guns so what kind of optic or, or what are you going to do for sights well you know it comes with flip-up sights so i haven't thought that far through yet um don't know i've just got a lot of a lot of options to do first i want to get some ammo that's my first yeah thought. oh yeah i obviously got to find ammo i'm a big fan of red dot sights something like a, a, the sig romeo series uh very good just drop on top now it's it's easy easy to use but yeah you're okay. gonna have a ton of fun with it but as you say first you got to find some ammo and that is our that is our issue these days that's our that's the deal well, I appreciate that advice. I will look at that. You said the Sig Romeo. Yeah, the Sig Romeo. They have several different models. Just take a look online at the Sig uh, website. Uh, but they're making some really nice optics now. Take a look at that Sig Romeo. They're not horribly expensive, and okay. I, I think you, I think you'll like it. I mean, if it were me, I would just go ahead and drop it on there. You already spent a ton of money on the Barrett, which is nice and w worth it. But uh, make it complete. Put a good optic on it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And then if I can get some ammo, I'm going to keep it in my car, just like your friend does. Yeah, but don't leave it in the car when you're parked somewhere, if you possibly can, or if you have to, get some kind of really secure uh, locking system where people can't break in and just take it out or take the case out. Hey, glad to be your great enabler. That, that's part of my job here, man, because I want to help everybody else spend money. And you guys often return the favor, and you... 
help me spend money. We're, we're all in this together. If you'll give me permission to buy a gun, I'll give you permission to buy a gun. That is, after all, how it works, isn't it? I mean, I, I, I think that's how it's supposed to work.